0: Welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. And I'm Matt. I'm Sean. Thank you for joining us, Sean. Thanks for having me. Uh, this is another episode in our 13 Days of Halloween, where for the days leading up to Halloween, we talk about a movie in the horror thriller genre, and today's movie is The Toxic Avenger.
1: Yeah, this from 1984. It's a Sean recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> now, I used to see this videotape uh, box at the local video store back in the day. I never rented it, though. Um, i kind of glad because if I had to watch this with my parents, it would have been mm-hmm. really awkward. Um, but no, so this is a trauma film. They're like a, a film studio from back in the day. And this is set in Tromaville. Mm-hmm. And it centers on um, a health club where pretty much every member is um, a dick. And uh, except for Melvin. Melvin works there. He's this young guy who's like the janitor. And I think also maybe um, – He's maybe not quite all there, and uh, he's just treated terribly, terribly by like like everybody there, uh, up to and including um, when he they 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 chase him and he falls out of a window and lands in some toxic waste. Uh, that's parked outside (laughs) Uh, and he turns into the toxic avenger and goes about avenging himself and protecting the citizenry and yeah so um this was an interesting movie sean so tell us what what do you like about this movie
2: (laughs) well i feel bad because i did i did make the recommendation so usually when i make the recommendation it's going to be Um, a movie that's near and dear to my heart and Toxic Avenger definitely is I think Toxic Avenger is one of the earliest examples of like a complete kind of like DIY slash indie horror film that that I'd seen um, as a youth I remember a friend of mine John Wheat and I rented this when it was probably about 1987 and You know, at that time, you're used to either, you know, fairly large budget Hollywood films or even the VHS stuff that came out, the horror films of the time um, had much bigger budgets than this. But Toxic Avenger really, to me, feels um, very close in spirit to something like punk rock or, you Mm. know, something like that. It's a very uh, do-it-yourself type indie film where the budget is basically non-existent and and it kind of gets by on on its charm. I don't, uh, you know. When I say charm, I use that loosely, but, um, it's charm and it's spirit. Um, you know, it's, it's a very, it's a real go-getter movie. Um, people have described it as like one of the more kind of like gleefully purposely offensive, um, horror films of all time. And it's not really a horror film at all. It's, it's, you know, a black comedy sort of like superhero horror type splatter film. But, um, I feel that there's a lot, a lot to like about it. Um, I'll pass it back. To you guys and let you guys uh, let me know what you did or didn't like about it. And then I'll kind of give you uh, my love letter to the, to the movie because I, I really like this film.
0: Yeah. I wasn't really sure what to say about this movie. It kind of leaves you at a loss for words. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's so bizarre, but so this town Tromaville, I think the sign on the sign, the town sign says it's the toxic dump capital of the world, yeah. the toxic waste capital of the world. So the town itself, and then the, all the people in it are just the worst. Yeah. They're just awful people. And, you know, you said the people at the, the gym are, are mean to Melvin. I mean, these are people who, like, get their kicks uh, running over children. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, mm. these are just the worst people you can possibly imagine. So the, the movie gets a lot of... Um, a lot of the pleasure that you get from watching this movie is seeing these people get their comeuppance. Mm Um, so I mean that there's just something pleasurable and, and they meet these horrible ends. Um, so, you know, that's something that you always kind of get from horror movies where, you know, the bad people, the people who deserve to die, die. Um, so there's, there's a lot of that. Um, You know, but there's so much in this movie that's just in bad taste and Mm -hmm. politically incorrect, and people. You know, we say this all the time, but I don't know that it could be made today. It would have to be very independent, like this movie was.
1: (sighs) Well, it's being there's a remake of it coming out this year.
0: I'll be curious to see where they go with it.
1: I don't, (laughs) I don't know how you. I mean, you could certainly try and remake this movie. I, it's not going to be anything. I don't think in the spirit of this. This is a. I was watching this movie and I'm like, you know, I've seen some independent films, <laughs> but I don't know if I've seen a. I I I, I question the 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 independent films I've seen before because <laughs> this everything about this was super independent.
2: Yeah, I mean, trauma are pretty much no, yeah known for that, and they and they basically call Toxic Avenger the house that Troma... Trauma. <laughs> they call Trauma Studios the studio that Toxic Avenger built. Yeah. I think is mm-hmm. what I wanted to say. Yeah, <clears throat> but. Yeah, you guys are right. I mean, it's completely campy. Um, You know, I don't know how deep we want to get into spoiler territory here. But, you know, when kind of like Ashley said, some of the some of the deplorables in the movie, Mm -hmm. like commit heinous acts, like running over children that are basically shown in. I mean, they're full
1: in graphic detail.
2: I don't want to say glory because there's no glory about it. But, you know, even as a kid, though, I knew I feel like you. And for me, it would be hard to be offended by that scene. And I, just because it's so low budget, I, you know, exactly. Where, I mean, it's, it's, it's played as a comedy, right? Like mm-hmm. there, there is no intent to this movie to be serious. I mean, the dialogue's pretty sharp. Um, the mayor is like one of the main villains, <laughs> all the cops. Well, most of the cops are corrupt. It's basically very timely in 1984 because a lot of this was going on, like the violence on the streets, but also the political corruption. I mean, it's, the movie spirit is in the right place. I mean, it's the, it's hundred percent backing the little guy, right? Like Ashley said, Mel, when Melvin turns into toxic Avenger, I mean, him, him getting back at the, uh, the antagonist in the most vile, violent ways is, you know, you're, you're basically supposed to clap about that. And I don't know that what that says about me, but I, I loved watching that, you know, watching, you know, watching the restaurant scene where he like French fries, the guy's hands, you know, but, you know, and, and, even more poor taste was, you know, they shot the poor blind girl's dog, you know, it's like, Oh no, they didn't do that. But it's just, it's hard to be for me to, it's hard to be for me to find anything other than humor in that. I know it makes me sound (laughs) depraved, but the movie is so bonkers that you can't, I mean, you can't take this movie any other way. I mean,
1: yeah, I I will say, I mean, I, I felt genuine sadness at the kid dying. I mean, I I think I'd be a, a, a heartless, Person, if I didn't, but it's still like yeah, you I mean, still know. I and mean, you still know though that it's fake. I mean, yeah, you're supposed to go ooh, but yeah,
2: I don't know that it's like other horror films where you know some of the more modern horror films of show, like Death of Children. You're like, I mean, it you went. <clears throat> I mean, uh-huh. that I mean this. Yeah. Is, it's almost like they ran over a pumpkin. <laughs> I didn't feel sad at all. I know that makes me sound <laughs> depraved, but I don't know. I was just – I I was like laughing in a poor taste. way. <laughs> I'm sure people listening probably think I'm a – I don't know what. But like I – yeah, I felt nothing other than high-color. <laughs> it was like Money Python, dude. It was like a Money Python.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. No, I, I felt bad. Me. I felt bad for the kid. But no, I mean it was – the, the villain, So the, the, the violence in this movie, the gore, it, it was very – I mean, there's a certain type of horror film where – because, I mean, I'm not a fan of torture porn or super, super gory stuff. But when it's at this level, which is like um, – what's that Peter Jackson movie from the early 90s? Is a Dead, Dead Alive? Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, I mean, that is just – Oh, yeah, that's – That's campy. It's 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 that's the most one can do. Yeah, it, and it's so, it's bloody, but it's so campy. Oh yeah. And you know, this year I think Renfield reminded me a little bit of that. Um, this movie definitely falls in that. Category. Oh yeah, exactly. I mean, it's so over the top. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. And well, I mean, that first fight scene in the alley. You know, he's
2: like like ripping people's arms yeah. off. And, you know, <laughs>
1: and you know, you talk about the blind girl. So you know, he he saves a blind woman at a restaurant, and although her dog gets shot. <laughs> yeah. and. Uh, um, you know, again, this movie. Excuse me, if you are easily offended, yeah, do not watch this movie because what, uh, one of the many things that happens is you know, there's like, as Ashley said out loud, groaned. he's like, "Oh, great, blind blind person comedy." I mean, <laughs> it's like she she's constantly tripping over things. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, oh my god, so I was like
2: gra- grabbing the wrong parts at the wrong. you know, like, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I, you know, and I, I do. I mean, the whole purpose behind this thing is to you know. To be in bad taste can't be offensive. I mean, that was like... They weren't setting out to make Citizen Kane, you know. No,
1: sure. no, no. I mean, this is almost kind of like... I mean, if, if people listening now like want a frame of reference... I mean, I would say... This is a horror equivalent of like the... Those early 2000s Judd Apatow comedies. Where they're just... Yeah. Trying to be... Yes. Gross or shock you and make you laugh. Kind of out of being uncomfortable almost. Yeah. Um, See, it's weird because... To Ashley's point... You,
2: I don't know how you could, you, you really, you, you could try to remake this, but nothing will ever capture what they got on film in 1984. (laughs) I mean, and I almost hesitate to like, I don't want to be like, I've already said how much I loved it, but I almost feel bad. Like if people listening now haven't seen it and then they see it and then they think that like, I'm a crazy person for recommending, you know what I mean? It's like, it's not hard for me to recommend it because I love it, but I'm just not sure that it tra- it will translate, you know, to everyone or even most people. It's just, it's its own thing, man. But, um, you know, Macon Blair, do you know, making Blair of like blue ruin, um, green room. Mm. Um, I don't feel at home in this world anymore. He's done a lot of other things. He's the guy that's remaking it and it's done and it's coming out like quick, like the remake. Mm. And I've heard the remake is like, You know they're going to go over the top with like the gore and stuff, but I don't know about any of the other. I mean, any of the other stuff that's in. I'm sure they're not going to be running over children or shooting dogs. I wouldn't think. Or
1: no. And one thing I want to give this movie props for, um, and and this is me me as a gay person talking, but there's like gay people in this movie, and yes, they are you know kind of caricatures of gay people, but like,
0: Mm.
1: but I mean, they're not like made fun of. Yeah, and they're just there. They're like part of the fabric of the of, of the people in this movie, and they they you know they 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 make comments and they they have you know they have dialogues and scenes, and it's like I have to be honest, like I mean, as someone who grew up back then, I I, I you didn't you didn't see a lot of that, yeah, and that to me <clears throat> is one of the more independent natures of this movie, yeah. Um, they just you know, and they had like someone who like a, it was a crossdresser and yeah. and you know, I mean. Yeah, I mean, this movie – and, you know, this movie was reminding me. So we see New York City in the background, but I feel like this is set in New Jersey. Yeah. Um, but I remember a year or two ago when you were on the show and we talked about Basket Case, which mm-hmm. was another recommendation of yours. <laughs> you know, that takes place in New York City. Yeah. And some seedy yeah. early 80s New York City. I remember you talked about how you like that. Yeah, I love it. And mm-hmm. I was reminded kind of of that Tromaville in this movie is sort yeah. of like uh, – it's very seedy and stuff. And Yeah. I don't wanna say that I like that, but what I think I what I think I'm liking from that and from like basket case is just how it does feel kind of gritty and real because I feel like so much of our mm-hmm. of our stuff nowadays is so polished and new I agree. that it almost feels like real life CGI. Yeah. You know? So while I'm not a fan of crime and yeah. and everything, I do sort of miss the sort of organic granola real feeling yeah. kind of environment. Exactly. And, that's a good point. There are some um, pretty – pretty
2: like Twin Towers. Like there's some like – Oh, yeah. Fo- like some scenery of old New York to chew on in this. And, yeah, I agree 100% Matt with, with what you said. I also think this movie has like some pretty cool shots in it. Like I liked um, – like th- there's a shot where it's like his silhouette up against like a setting sun. He's like mm-hmm. running across the street. Like there's some cool stuff in it. I just – you know – I, I really admire the, the spirit the spirit of it all. Um, but yeah, I'm curious to see what they'll do with the remake. I'm a big fan of Megan Blair's stuff. So I'm hoping that like a little bit, you know, a little bit of the bonkers craziness gets gets translated over. But yeah, you'll never be able to do a film like this. And I mean, 1984 is a long time. What is the math on that? I it's 39 years ago. I don't even <laughs> want to guess. But yeah, it's, you know, one of those that's, kind of like in, you know, early John Waters, like evil dead type, just crazy spirited independent movie that this one takes it a little bit further than than those. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I just wanted to say at the end of the day, it's the movie strangely actually has a heart to it. Oh yeah. Yep. Like, uh, I really liked the relationship that forms between (laughs) the toxic adventure and, um, the blind girl. Mm Um, you know, as much as I, you know, I, I groaned at the uh, blind girl humor. I actually laughed a lot at those too. It's, it's one of those movies where you're laughing at things that are inappropriate, and yeah, um, it's okay. But I, I liked the relationship that she had with him, and there's some funny montages of their, of their, um, you know, growing relationship mm-hmm. that are played for laughs. And but it, it's it's sweet. And, yeah, And
2: I thought I think the same thing, and I've heard a lot of other people actually say say the same thing. It's got like. At the end of the day, it does have kind of like it's I don't want to say it's hearts in the right place. But, you know, what? the villains are the villains. And it's still relatable today. I mean, shitty politicians, crooked cops, toxic waste, you know, like environmental issues. And I know some people like laugh that off. Reviewers are like, oh, they just wanted to go bonkers and like mutate a guy. And like, you know, there's no social commentary here. I would 100 percent disagree. I mean, I think it's it's cleverly written there's like some funny stuff in it i mean a lot of the characters are there's some good one-liners in it but yeah at the end of the day i feel like
1: it's hearts in the right place i mean i don't know i mean i could i could be wrong no no, i don't think so no well one thing i one last thing i want to bring up is um i had this observation i don't think this was on purpose just given the timing of everything but i almost feel like melvin's transformation into the toxic avenger it reminded me of anakin skywalker turning into darth vader Because when we had the prequels come along for Star Wars, Anakin was just like, as portrayed by Hayden Christensen, Mm -hmm. was just this like basically sullen teenager who, you know, didn't speak with any particular eloquence and was just, (laughs) you know, just a sullen teenager. And then he gets burned up and turned into Darth Vader and, you know... He's like James Earl Jones, who speaks eloquently. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is like I don't know whether he went to school after he became Darth Vader <laughs> or what. And that's kind of what happened here. So Melvin, like I said, Melvin, Melvin, I think, might be struggling with some some issues. And he he talks a certain way, and then he he gets put in toxic waste and becomes a toxic avenger, and he he grows about a foot yeah. and, and gets muscles. And he's also speaking quite better. Now. I mean he yeah. he's really like smart and, and and he does kind of breathe heavily like Darth Vader does, but you know, um <laughs> and I do I, I also do think his voice is supposed to be maybe part of kind of kind of comedic. Yeah. I mean I agree. the fact that he, that's how he
0: speaks now. Uh, yeah, the first time we hear him after his transformation, I, I couldn't help but laugh. I was like, "What?" Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean I I thought this movie was great. I'll be curious. I will be curious to see um the uh, the remake. I see they changed some names of characters. Like I think I forget the name, but the the person who changes is not Melvin anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, well, and it's Peter Dinklage, right? Is playing Peter Dinklage is the I guess he becomes a toxic character, yeah. and then you've got Elijah Wood and Jacob Tremblay in there. So I mean, Kevin Bacon, Kevin Bacon's in it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know will that be a theater film or yeah. it a streaming film? Yep,
2: I think it's gonna be. Well it's funny I do this like a <clears throat> little fanzine and um I hit Macon Blair up on Instagram the other day just like on a whim like oh uh, you know I'll reach out and be like mm-hmm. hey do you want to do an interview you know for this punk rock zine I run <laughs> He actually replied gave me his email address he's like yo hit me up on my email and we'll see if we can talk it's like wow like, that's pretty <laughs> Yeah that's pretty you know pretty impressive for a you know director of any stature to reply to basically some nobody asking for a, <laughs> a quick interview in a zine that nobody reads. You know what I mean? And I basically told him that I'm like, Hey, blow me off the zine. I probably only print 200 of them, but you know, I'd like to talk to you about toxic Avenger. It's like, yeah, maybe he's like, email me. It's like, that's wild. You know, that is so wild. Nice. Cool for him. Good for him though. For being a human.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's good for looking out for the little people. Yeah, exactly. So I'm looking for release dates. Uh, it doesn't seem to have any officially yet. It's been a couple festivals.
2: Yeah, I've been keeping my eye um, open for reviews, and <clears throat> I think I've read a couple that are mainly positive. But you know, I've also heard, you know, yes, it's fun, but you know, it's it's not great. But you know, so, who knows? I know um, a guy saw it at Fantastic Fest. and his review, was really positive. Another guy's was like, yeah, this is a fun movie, but not really well done. So I don't know. I know Michael Blair though the stuff that he's done in the past, has
1: been, hmm. I really liked, really liked. So, yeah. Well, I look forward to seeing. I'm, yeah. I'm curious about it. I'm Me curious. too. Well, what would you give this out of ten, Sean?
2: I mean, I, I'm gonna, I, you know, I, I like it just because of time and place, and I've seen it so many times and what it represents. But I mean, I'd be remiss if I didn't give it like nine point five. Oh, <laughs>
0: wow. Yeah.
2: Uh, but speaking yeah. of seeing it in front of parents, though, I was going to say, we, uh, my friend and I, did watch it in front of his parents, and his parents like stormed out after the the kid got run over, and, like the parents are out of the room and like cursing us for watching such trash. But yeah, that, that happened to me <laughs> in my youth. You
1: know? uh, I give it a seven. I actually. also give it a seven. <laughs> okay, so our score is a seven point eight. And that is the Toxic Avenger, nineteen eighty four. Thanks to you, Sean, for recommending it and joining us to talk about it.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: Thank you all for listening. Thank you.